<laughs> welcome back, or good morning. Welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. Not welcome back. It is January the 28th. Beautiful weather out there and slow melt. I had the snowblower out yesterday. I know you guys have heard me talk about that. I had a few piles around, so I fired it up and I should really have to fire it up because it's the battery one. So it, uh, I just blew a bunch of snow underneath some of my big spruce trees and, and things like that, just to do a little snow harvesting, snow farming. Um, when it gets a little bit warm like that, the, you can feel the moisture and in some of the shadier spots, you can see the snow dripping, um, that well needed moisture into the root system of the plants, which is great. And, uh, yeah, so good to see a little bit. Hopefully it just slows up a bit. I know they were talking 19, 20 degrees and that, uh, definitely cooled off, which is good. So they're sort of talking the eight, nine degrees, which is a, a little slower melt, which is nice. So it just doesn't all run away and can slowly melt into the areas that we need. And, uh, which is great. Um, anyways. I think, is Terry with me, Renee? Okay. And then we got Terry Kemper. He's back in the saddle. Good morning, Terry. I think he's coming up here any second. All right. Good morning, Terry. Hello. Good morning. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing really good. How are you? Good. How's it in High River? Are you getting any melting out there or what? Uh, yeah. Or just... Yeah. Good melt going on here for sure. Yeah, did you guys have a good snow cover? So, like, I have, I have, we had about, I'd say, because okay, I did a bit of snow blowing yesterday. I went and had some areas on my patio and stuff that I didn't clear off before, and I seen it all starting to melt. So I was kind of feeling ambitious yesterday. Had a bunch of energy to burn off, so I've, <laughs> I had the snowblower out and and started blowing snow underneath the uh, underneath the spruce trees and uh and did that so it's uh trying to harvest a bit of that that uh it's very it's it's a it's a nice snowpack right because it has a fair bit of moisture in it because it's kind of nice and heavy so it's hard to just see it melt away or whatever and uh go into the drain or into the sewer or whatever so yeah that's uh, a little hardening for sure <laughs> yeah went and shoveled some in some of my sunnier spots but this is a, it's a good time to go out and look in your yard, look at where the snow is melting or where you don't have snow and just make a mental note of that for when it does snow. Um, throw a little extra pilot in those areas where it melts first because um, that's where you're going to most need it because that's going to be your dry areas in your yard. So it's kind of giving you the heads up. Hey, I might need a bit of snow here or there. So it's, uh Yeah. So pile it up here, and uh, and we'll go from there. So, um, so I did a bit of that yesterday, and we wanted to talk about seeds. But I will mention, um, we had Sheldon on last week, and uh, and I talked about I had my um, monstera who's just been sitting there looking at me for the last uh, couple months doing nothing, right? And I'm like, okay, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna do something or just sit there, right? So. <laughs> So I gave it some rage. Like I said last week, just a couple of days before the radio show, I think on Thursday or Friday. Um, and I just went and checked it this morning again before we get going. And honestly, uh, uh, it's sending out a, a big new shoot, like three or four inches long already. 
Um, so a week really? and a half. So yeah, and oh. uh, I'm like, really? Because <laughs> I, because um, I've been pretty fortunate. Most of my plants seem to do pretty decent, and besides my lemon that I like to stress out. And uh, but this thing, it's been kind of just sitting there doing nothing, right? So it's. I thought it's 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 just gone dormant or it's just it's not liking what's going on, and uh, so I like I said I hit it with the rage there last week, and lo and behold this morning go out there, nice shiny new three like I said two three four inch um, stem starting to push out the top, so um, yeah, so just a little rage that extra little kick yeah yeah a little and rage I, it up I, when I do talk to people about rage um, that's primarily the the thing that I tell them about it is that it helps plants do what they're supposed to do. So if you've got something that's kind of struggling and just maybe needs a little boost, it's probably one of the best things out there to to uh, to give it. Yeah, just give it that. I wish we had something like that, eh? Yeah. Where you could just, That'd you're not great. feeling too great, you can just uh, take a little swallow of Rage It Up and <laughs> put it in and, and away you go. Um, we are working with um, Rage. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're raging it up because we're gonna be doing it with our trucks and putting it out into the deep root injections for your trees and things like that. Um, so we are branding it under our Rage It Up label, um, and uh, so same same great stuff. A little nice nice label that's sort of gonna be ours. So I know Lisa's been working on that. And uh, sent it over to Sheldon for approval. Um, so we're looking forward to to that, to a little bit of rage it up, and uh, get that into all the trees because it does work. Like I, like and uh, like I said, it takes a bit when you get these products, and, and same as like our green it up lawn fertilizer. Like when you see it work and you see the the grass thicken up, it gets it growing grass where you sh- where a lot of times it won't grow. Um, gets your roots nice and thick. You're watering less. And and same with the rage it up like it just it just like I said I'm uh, I've always been a believer because I've been selling his stuff and working with Sheldon for a long time and uh, but I'm I'm re I'm a new believer I'm a born again <laughs> rager <laughs> I mean we we do tend to you know beat it over the head uh, a lot but yep. only because it is such a great product and and, and works so well so. No, absolutely. So if, yeah, if you have plants that aren't doing quite great, it needs a little kick in the, you know, and a little up and go. Um, yeah, the rage, it's, uh, it works. And, uh, like I said, I, uh, I'm another, I'm, I'm another believer, um, in the rage again. And like I said, I always, always have been, but when you don't use it as much, you kind of like, you feel like, am I just a broken record? I know cause a lot of people say, Oh, you always talk about rage or this or that. Um, and uh, so I, I think a good combination of the rage, and then when you need a little some more trace elements, some different things for your flowering, using our green it up fifteen thirty fifteen, adding those extra nourishments into the into your soil, it's uh, you're gonna get a killer garden, and that's the that's the fun part is when you get the success in, in when you're doing the gardening, when you walk out and you see the. The, the garden looking good, seeing your flowers growing, you see your, um, you see things happening. Yeah, absolutely. And, <clears throat> yeah, because I, I even see it like 
my son Derek in Olds College. Um, he brings back some leaves. And he it's funny, he just did a um I don't know if I mentioned this last week, I think maybe I did, I can't remember. But they did an organic versus non organic. So again, with the rage or different things. Um, taste test, like with lemons and different fruit that they that they got from I'm not sure exactly where they got it, but they did a okay, taste yeah. test in the, in class. And he was uh he's like, Dad, you wouldn't believe the difference. Like he goes, the the organic veggies and the things this have so much more taste so and i know we've always talked about that like when you're doing your veggie gardens uh, people ask well can i round up i was i say no like they say it's okay but anything around your food i think you're, you're always best to keep it organic as possible and feed the soil what we talk about get those things happy get your soil happy which rich rage does too it's like super compost in a bottle to get your soil uh, getting in that living ecosystem um, to feed your plants, and uh, so it was just interesting, and uh, to to the excitement, and he's been he's talked about it three or four times to other people. Um, so I just see that getting um, people going when you see success in plants and uh, and and different things, and and they're doing they're growing unconventional growing techniques. I think is one of his classes right now. So I'm not too sure what that all entails, but uh, so, I'll, I'll get that filled in. They just yeah. started this one, so, so down uh, the road we can we can hope to uh, see Derek's market garden. Exactly, you'll be growing some strawberries and different <laughs> things. But That'd be um, great. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But it's a it is a hard it's go. I know that like, passions like that you know start to um, start to bloom. I mean, both my kids are not gardeners, so that's got to be exciting for you to to see that in your own son. Yeah, and well, and you got your um, well, your son has the acreage now, so he's got the acreage. We, so I, I'm hoping he gets the bug here. Um, yeah, you get a little but, plot uh, going out there. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Or it'll be, hey, Dad, I got a plot going. <laughs> Want to pop by? <laughs> have a, <laughs> come by for yeah. a pilsner and bring your hoe. Uh, and <laughs> come come hey. meet my hundred foot by hundred foot garden. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll cook a steak dinner in a couple months with the potatoes. <laughs> But there is nothing like that. And um, when you have fresh garden potatoes, your carrots, um, all those things, when you do grow them yourself, um, it, it is amazing. And, and we're going to touch on that, on growing and seeding different things um, throughout this hour. If you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. That is the talk and text um, if you'd like to give Terry or I a call or both of us, if you have any questions, um, we'll be here to answer them for the next couple hours. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up, and now we're going to rage it up. We got you covered, and uh, looking forward to the upcoming gardening season. Um, we got some exciting stuff going. Actually, we're heading to Vegas later today for the annual gift show that uh, we have to buy everything sort of a year in advance. So we're heading down there to uh, look at uh, some of the new stuff that's out and about and rebuy Christmas 
and uh, all that other kind of fun stuff. It's sort of where the big shopping mall where all the retailers go. And uh, it's unfortunate that it's at the same time as the Canadian show, but it's less expensive to go fly to, to Vegas. And actually, a lot of the stuff is there. Um, there's a lot more select, unfortunately. And as the as the a lot of the American players just have the, a booth at the Canadian, but it's more expensive to go to Toronto than it is Vegas from Calgary. So, anyways, um, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, it be fun. Yeah, parts of gift shows are really good. I enjoy seeing some of the stuff, but um, yeah, seeing. Santa done eight thousand ways is. Uh... <laughs> I mean, we've traveled a fair bit together, but um, yeah. we're always you and I were always uh, looking at plants and gardens. So uh, I've yeah. never done any, any of the gift shows, so that's kind of foreign territory for me. <laughs> yeah, and my daughter and uh, and that is is getting on board. She seems to really like it. Jaden, um, you can hear she does the commercials again now. Um, so it, it's. It's it's hard though, because you can really get off track. And over the years, we've been going down to either Atlanta, Dallas, or or Vegas to the gift shows and and seeing the different stuff. It it is easy to get off track, um, because there's tons of shiny objects down there, right? You think, <laughs> oh, we could sell that, or we could do that, yeah. or and 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 when you're in a business like ours, like where you're a garden center, you have to stay in your lane. Like it, it's really easy to to venture off into things. Um, I, I, I it's funny. I laugh when I see um, the poopery, the stuff you know you spray in the toilet bowl before you go number two. Yeah. We seen that like 12, 13 years ago, fourteen years ago, and there's still something we brought it in. We're the, one of the first to bring it in. I was, like, because that's at these retail shows is kind of now I see it in right? yeah. Well, they yeah. they. They test a lot of the products too. So yeah, like when you see stuff early on, yeah, yeah. So they sell it to the retail market first, and then a lot of times we'll prove this stuff out, and then the big box stores come in and uh, annihilate it and order eight million of the same thing that we've been ordering the last couple of years, and then we move on to the next one. So, so if you if you are looking to see the new latest greatest, like support your local independent uh, retail stores. Because most of the time you're going to see the stuff in there, a um, couple, two or three years before you see it in the box store. So it's because uh, they they usually hit on the hundred percent, and we're the, we're kind of the guinea pigs. But but that's like going there, seeing, touching, feeling the the products, and we got to know what our customers are looking for. Because our our customers are a little different than than the guys down the block or the guys on the other end of town or wherever. You, you have to know why people come to your store. So it's important when we go to these places to to keep all that in mind when we're doing this. So um, slowly passing the torch down to to Jaden and then our buying crew Suzanne and, and Lisa. Um, but it's uh, it's very easy to get off of off off track when you're down there because there's three office towers, um, twenty to thirty floors each, and there's like a couple hundred showrooms per floor. So you there there's a, there's a lot well, to see if you <laughs> Yeah, a couple million square feet of uh of retail space that you're shopping through and, and picking out stuff and you're you're rushed in there and you're 
and there's tons of people everywhere. They got music going, they got food and drinks. So you gotta, they know what to do to get you buying, right? So you gotta, you gotta pay attention. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, you can end up being the type of store that you didn't intend on being when you get home. <laughs> how do? How, why are we selling bed sheets? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a good idea at the time, but uh, anyways. <laughs> Um, so we, we've learned to stay in our lane and we continue to, to hopefully know what our Spruce customer are looking for. And uh, like when you talked earlier, Terry, about young people, and I sure see that in the store. Like yesterday I was there a couple times and just seeing the, the younger generation, lots of young families, young kids, um, yeah, and lots course. of friends, like two guys coming in a couple young girls in their 20s a couple young guys in their 20s lots of people just stopping in and and doing the plant thing and uh that's exciting to see it's uh we used to be where only your grandma would come to the garden center right and uh it, it sure changed and uh it's pretty awesome and uh so it's great to see and and people getting involved and that's our job is to ensure we're passing on that information to you so you can grow and do all the things that you did and yesterday they did a uh i think it was a terrarium class and a workshop and and some great reviews online already said they had a great time stacy's our uh a workshop um instructor she does a great job she's uh she has energy of uh the mexican jumping bean like crazy she's uh which <laughs> yeah, is great the, like uh... she saw the posting on Instagram and it looked great table full of people, uh, yeah. happy people and great looking projects too. Yeah, no, they're doing some fun stuff. So I, I know they got to take one of those classes. Yeah. They got these workshops planned. We have to get you in there, Terry. Them, so yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got, I think they got classes booked every week. They're doing a Valentine's one coming up and all that fun stuff. I think we still have time here real quick. We'll take, um, John, I think is on the line. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? Hey, good morning. How can we help you? Good. Um, yeah, I live up uh, east of Lacombe, and okay. uh, long story short, we live in a bit of a valley. Uh, it uh, it did reach minus forty nine here a few weeks ago. Um, so I I built myself a geothermal greenhouse. Oh, nice. So I uh, putting the finishing touches on that uh, now. Um, it's mostly going to be probably for for food, but I had a question, and maybe it's a bad idea, but I uh, I wanted to see if you guys thought I could plant some sort of a statement tree in there, um, maybe like an olive tree. Yeah, I've got if, about twenty five feet clearance. Oh wow! So how? Yeah, and so and you and you're gonna keep it with geothermal. You're, I'm assuming you're gonna keep it going year round. Yeah, I'd like to. I, I'm not. I'm hoping I don't need to supplementally heat it. Um, yeah. I think I can keep about minus minus eight, minus ten. Okay. Um, I don't know a hundred percent because it it'll need to run for a season. Um, yeah, and I guess you got to see how long, because I know some of those plants can can only sustain. But there's lots, like when you get into the Vancouver, so you're probably going to be in the zone seven or eight, something like that, um, inside the greenhouse. Too. Yeah, so some of the stuff that can take fruit, like you could definitely do a peach trees or something like that in there. 
um, that would be awesome. Like, uh, yeah, and I, I think, yeah, well, it certainly would be interesting. I, I do want to only have a single tree. So it would, it yeah. would require something that's not uh, yeah, self-pollinating. A, a partner, yeah. Yeah. Do you hey, think um, olive is doable? Um, I, I think there's lots of different varieties of olive. So here, actually, do you mind just put if I put you on hold, then we'll 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 sure. carry on on this after the break. All right, yeah, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll conti- continue talk with John. And after the break, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I am here with Terry Kemper, and we got John on the line, and he has a. Uh, a pretty interesting project that he's starting up down in Lacombe. He's got a geothermal greenhouse that he's starting up. Um, so, John, I just did a bit of reading over the break here, and there there is a few of the cold hardy ones um, that um, should be good, like down to minus nine. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, Arbacuona, a Manzanillo, a Mission, and a Savellano are a couple of the varieties that I've been able to find. So it sounds like you can do it, but they can't grow in BC. It just gets too cold. Like maybe, maybe Vancouver, um, I'm assuming. But when they're looking through this, a lot of it is just too cold, like in the Okanagan and stuff, besides like the the Russian olive that we have, but it's not necessarily the type of olive that you're looking for. Okay. Um, You you guys, would you be able to bring something like that in? um, We could definitely look into it. Um, through our suppliers um, and see what we could do, even through some of our tropical suppliers when they're bringing plants up. So if you if you want to send me a note, either either you can text it here or send it to the store um, on to to an email info at siugc.ca. Okay. Uh, if you want to send us an email and uh, with your contact and stuff, we can definitely try and heart, find out what we can do and terry can uh sure. either between him and lisa we should be able to find uh something for you and uh yeah because it that would be interesting so how so you, are you are you running pipes in the ground or how are you yeah. transferring the heat yeah. from the so it's based on the uh ground air mass and and there's a pile of pipes i think there's fifty thousand feet of uh four inch pipe under the soil and a few different levels yeah. What's the shallowest the one? Uh, the shallowest one is about four feet down. Uh, okay. And the, so, and the bottom is about seven. Yeah, because so, that's go down um, fairly deep to get the heat, right? Yeah. Yeah. And well, and, and I'm hoping that. Uh, so it's built out of an ICF foundation, so it's all styrofoamed in. Um, okay. So I'm hoping that it can kind of maintain and during the summer pump a lot of heat into that that soil and then start to recover it as the sun are you doing any type of like boiler system with it or or not like not necessarily to supplement the heat but to bring the heat up into like a fin pipe or something like that i do have as an emergency measure i hope i don't need to run it but i do have a reheat coil on the end of uh one of those vent pipes yeah so just an electric reheat coil and it if that thing needs to run it uh it is heated up quick but and what do you and what what type of uh cover are you doing are you doing uh it's a um, quad wall polycarbonate okay over over the top there 
So, and, and I'm and glad to hear that you're going quite high because Terry and I learned that when we were out in in uh, BC, we we're like we're wondering why are all these green houses so tall? So like, big, yeah. Yeah, and because they're a lot easier to heat once you heat them up. When you lose the heat, it takes a lot longer for them to cool off than if your if your house is only ten feet high. Yeah, well, and that's I, a lot of the. I'm no expert on this, but what I'm kind of trying to do is that the north wall of the greenhouse will be quite large, large and high, right? Yeah, and and have a pretty high thermal mass. I'm I'm stuckling that wall and yep. trying to get as much mass into that as I can, so that yep. it, it'll it'll hold heat when the sun's not there. So, okay, nice. So. Yeah, no, it, it is interesting. I know I know a couple of guys that build houses and a couple of bigger houses in 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 Bearspaw, even with the heated with geothermal, and I think it's a resource that. Uh, um, it's, it's nice to tap into and, uh, yeah. So sounds like you got, the only other thing is a ventilation, um, a house like that's going to heat up quick, especially if you're trying to grow yeah. food too, uh, make sure you yeah. have really good ventilation, like lots of fans. Yeah, I do and, have, uh, yeah, we're on the east and west sides that up high, some, some fans that'll turn on if it gets too hot. Uh, and the vents so, that will open up. Yeah. Opening windows. I still have to figure out how to automatically open those, but for right yeah. now, there's the there's some easy pretty easy vent systems that you can hook into greenhouse systems that just a, a flick of a switch and that just it opens up a vent okay. system so those are fairly easy and i retrofitted a greenhouse at one time that didn't have one and just watch you don't put it too low like i i the one i retrofitted had their vent at the on one of the sidewalls like it was on the west side so when yeah. it opened up the fans were at the other end but it would pull that cold air across the benches and it would freeze stuff. So oh, really? distant shirt. Cool. Yeah. So do more okay. of a, a roof type vent or, or a high wall vent um, and cool. get it away okay. from well, the maybe plants. Maybe I'll send you some photos of it. Cause I, I can choose to operate any of the windows, but I, I was going to operate the intake for, uh, for the, on the lower side. So maybe yeah, I, I would go, I would go higher up. Very rarely do I see them low, Unless it's just uh, um, like like a side vent or a roll up vent for for you just hardening off stuff, but when you're growing like that, I just I've had a lot of you know how it is like it when even when it's minus ten and our sun comes out, your greenhouse is going to heat up, right? Oh yeah, because our yeah, our sun is intense. So, yeah. but the the air still has ice in it, right? So when you pull that cold air. Um, it, it can freeze really easy, so that would be one thing okay. I'd be very careful of. Um, sure. And I guess yeah, I got a, I one guy's just asking it. a question: How many how many square feet is your greenhouse? Uh, sixty feet uh, east west. Yeah. And uh, forty feet north south. Oh, nice. So. So like twenty four hundred square feet, sort of thing. Yeah, and I did. I poured a little bit of a concrete pad inside there so I could move move the skid steer in and stuff like that so it's not all uh dirt on the inside but but 80 percent of yeah it, so. and you're, are you doing like raised beds or are you gonna raise up on top to. i'm hoping to put it right into the to the soil I might have a few beds on that concrete pad but yeah i'm hoping oh, nice. to just plant right into the ground um but i'm 
this watch you, you're gonna grow are you growing for for people or to maybe sell some of it as well uh, or? No, just just as well food and a hobby type thing yeah um, no you can but you can not. pump a lot of food out of a thing like that so. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it, well and that's yeah, yeah John's farmers eat. market out there in uh <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and the, the vision the vision of that tree is just something that I'm you know would be there for years and years and it would be something to come see right so. yeah no absolutely but you can also like some of the other things the um a lot of the grafted fruit like you can get some of the grafted fruit like with peaches and pears and different things on them out of BC so if you wanted to do a bit more of that local stuff where you could grow some of that type of fruit where it yeah. self-pollinates itself within there. And so, uh, that, so that tree would have multiple fruits on it? Yeah. Yeah, they're grafted on there. A lot of times, Terry, what do they have between three and five a lot of times, the trees that yeah. we bring in? That's right. Okay. Well, that sounds interesting too. We, I have an apple tree like that, but of course they're... Um, it's, we just put it in a few years ago, but uh, yeah. So those, like when we're out touring around BC, like we'll see that in the nurseries out there where they have different um, varieties of of the of the pears and peaches and nectarines and stuff okay. grafted on to, for different zones. So so something like that. Get? Sorry. How tall do those trees get? Well, they like to get kept pruned too. So twenty five feet, you got tons of room. So. Okay. Um, ideally they like when you go by an orchard they're probably in the 15 foot range because okay. then they start yeah. pruning them horizontally so it's easier to you want to get your branches nice and thick and and for for harvesting and just the way they like to grow sure well yeah i will i'll i'll send you a couple photos of that thing to the yeah, no. email there and then maybe yeah. that maybe that's just as good of an idea um, yeah for... no if i have any thoughts i'll i'll share them with you and uh um yeah, that'd be awesome. Can I grab the back of that email again from you? It's info. Yeah, at... it's S I U G C. It's just an acronym for Spruce It Up Garden Center dot C A. Okay, very good. I, I appreciate you guys uh, talking to me here. Yeah, no, love to love your project. Uh, look forward to to seeing it uh, come to fruition and uh, see what you get going there. That's awesome. Perfect. Okay, thanks. Take Alex. care, John. Take care. Right. Bye bye. Uh, we better take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Terry Kemper. Pretty interesting uh, project, Terry. Yeah, very neat. Yeah, yeah. Neat those pictures for sure. Yeah, and it's close enough to probably go for a little drive, maybe a little visit, see what we can uh um, see what's going on out there. I always love stuff like that, and it's always yeah. doing a lot for just the passion, right? So it's I was trying to think what I would grow in there. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of space, um, yeah. and and that's the only thing. Like I said, yeah, you, you can grow a lot of a lot of pro produce out of there. So he's going to have yeah, to learn how to do some canning or some other stuff, or or like I said, in Lacombe, you're going to see John's. Um, veggie stand set up in a, in a year or so here <laughs> <laughs> which would be kind of cool all right let's go to the phone lines we do have kathy good morning kathy oh good morning how are you doing today we're doing great how can we help you awesome i really enjoy your program by the way thank um, you so I much we having fun too oh thank you 
I just wanted to mention, um, I got a lemon plant given to me over Christmas holidays. Okay. And it's in like um, uh, a different kind of dirt. It's like, um, I need to transplant it. It's just a little yeah, it's, plant. But yeah, it's, it's probably in more like a sawdust, like lots of wood chips and things like that. No, actually, it's more like um, it's packed dirt. But I find okay. a little <laughs> yeah. So it's probably just really bugs. root bound. Yeah, and a couple little flying bugs in there. So yeah, so those with some uh, diluted uh, Dawn dish soap and water. Um, yeah, what it what it is is it takes care of the bugs. It will a little bit, but you're kind of adding more water. The problem is you're probably keeping it a little bit too wet, but now is actually a good time to transplant that. So what I'll do is, how big of a pot is it in right now? Oh, it's just in a little, like, four-inch. Okay. And actually, so, I got told that it likes moisture. So yeah, I put it, it, it does a bit, but doesn't... Yeah, they don't want to be kept wet, though. So... If you think of where they're growing, a lot of times, like the lemons and that, they're growing in the Mediterranean, California, place like that where it's quite warm and and drier. So they're not they they don't like it real real wet. So what I would do is look at um, transplanting it into a, probably an eight inch. I'd get it. They like the clay pot and they like them a little bit taller and skinnier. So if you can get yourself a nice eight inch wide, say by ten or twelve inches deep pot and transplant that that way you're good for a, a year or so a couple of years in that pot yeah and, and then uh, it'll really take off eh well because you'll get some nice soil in there and and be able to grow so a plant like that in the in the winter time you're probably going to water it every couple of weeks in the summer depending rage? if it's absolutely yeah put some rage on there when you transplant I've been it listening to this rage thing going on and i need it's to get some i don't know where to buy that um, most garden centers, I know we have it down at Spruce It Up, and we have some free samples still that Sheldon sent to us. So if anybody listening has never hey, tried the Rage Plus. Ass. Yeah, with I the new ring ass. road, you can be there in 20 minutes. I, I was so yeah. amazed. Yeah. I, I uh, well, Even Brad, who he's our ops manager down at Spruce It Up, he lives down in Bonas, and he drives okay. there every day. So, um, But, yeah, the, the new ring road is honestly from Tuscany – to spruce it up 21 minutes and and uh, even like to the yeah so it's it's uh it's uh, a that, girlfriend she'll drive there you go there. yeah perfect and it's a good day it's good out for with your girlfriend and a uh, good day to to spend and uh, come check it out and you can get some rage Lovely. but yeah and you can we have lots of pots for that and you can get some nice potting soil and okay. uh, yeah, get you set up on that, and just ensure it gets a fair bit of light. It likes to be in a sh in a in a brighter spot. Okay, like my pepper plant. Yep, it likes okay, the sun. I got a green pepper plant growing in a pot. Yeah, and you should see this pepper. It's a green pepper, and it is growing really nice and plump. Oh, nice! Yeah, like really big. Cool. Yeah, so, so that's that's good. Well, you seem to be doing it right, but like a little those... pot, like an eight-inch pot, or what would nice. that be? Yeah, like medium-sized pot, like yeah, probably in the six to eight-inch. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, hopefully that helped. But you, yeah. So most of it is just water. When you get those fungus gnats, it's typically when your soil's too wet. 
So we want to yeah. cut back on the water a little bit and let it dry out a little bit in between okay, waters. Okay, so it doesn't like to be watered much, eh? Well, it does when you when you do water. Once it's dry, water it thoroughly, but just let it okay. dry out in between waterings. Don't keep it wet because a lot of and no plant really likes to be kept wet because right. what it does is rot the roots away. Oh, okay. They can't breathe. It's just like us. If we were kept underwater, you just rot away. So. Right. Yeah. Alrighty. Oh, okay. I got one more quick question. I okay. have this. Um, Mocastic or M O I'll just spell it out okay real quick. M O C A S I A plant and it's a tropical and I bought it from a small plant and now it's like a tree and uh it's like a jungle and they grow big leaves like Okay, how do you spell that again? Oh, I love it. I just Can love you spell that much. for me one more time? Or, Terry, did you get that? Uh, yeah, it's M, as in mom. Yeah. O. Yeah. C-A-S-I-A. Mudasa. Yeah. And wow. I bought this plant at, like, Walmart. And then yep. a four-inch plant. And now... Did you say M-O-D? It's a big, huge plant. Okay. M O C, as in okay. uh, Christina. M O C A S S, as in Susie. Yeah. I A. I A. Yeah. Huh. I'm not getting any plant come up with that. Yeah, I'm not weird. familiar with that. Yeah, I'm not wow. getting any. You should see this. It's a tree. Actually, it grew into another stump. So I got two of them now. Okay, can you text me a picture of that? Or can you text me a picture of the plant to the same to the same phone number? I can sure Uh, try. All right. Well, thanks, Kathy. We got to take a quick break here. Thanks so much. I appreciate everything. Thank you. Thanks for participating. We appreciate it as well. All right, we got to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Emerald Coombs and Terry. I think she was probably talking Alacasia. I'm assuming. When she started spilling it out, that. Thought that's what. Um, yeah, some must been maybe just smudged out, or I had a few um, yeah. callers. We'll and, see when if she sends a picture and we can determine. Yeah, and Renee was trying to decipher as well. She's our producer here, and uh, but that I think it's probably that um, Alacasia, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, there and that's a fairly easy plant. We got a lot of them in the store right now, so that it is a great plant as well. So I'm glad uh, Kathy's having some good luck with that. Um, so we're going to touch on some seeding um, and when to start or or what to do. Like right now, uh, my thoughts on seeds is you're probably going to – This is a, it's a good time to look at herbs for the most part. If you're looking at doing any herbs right now, is a good time to, to look at that, like your sage or rosemary. Um, um, pansies, you could probably start pr- pr- right fairly soon as well. Um what what are you thinking, Terry? At this time, yeah, a few herbs, like you said, uh, lavender is another one. 
uh, time. You can start from seed now. Uh, pansies are, are good. They're, they're kind of an easy, um, quick, uh, be a fun project to do with kids. Yeah. Um, and that's a good point, Terry. Like, also, if you're just if you're just sitting at home and you're thinking, "Hey, I'm going to go build a a 2,400 square foot greenhouse," I'm assuming John's probably grew some stuff before, because uh, that's a pretty hefty probably a project. Expert, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but we see that in the store too. Yet someone just hot and heavy, right? They come in. They're <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna. I got my new gardening hat on. I'm, I'm ready, and they buy like 500 packs of seeds. And most of the time, I'll tell those guys, they're just whoa, 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 slow down, slow down. Let's it's let's small. get you yeah. five packs, <laughs> like to start with. Get your success. Get your rhythm. Get figure out how to do it. Because um, if you start out way too big, it's gonna take the fun out of it too right away, and your success. You're gonna have a lot of failure in there. And you're, or you're going to end up with way too much stuff that, um, and and pick the five things if you're just starting out that you really love, like if it's potatoes, carrots, or or whatever it is, um, pick those things to grow, because um, I find people grow things that you don't necessarily like either, right, or as much. Um, I think oh, Aunt Aunt Mary likes that, so I'll grow her some and this and that, and um, but I've seen it, and I appreciate people buying uh, fifty packs of seeds at one time. But I also want you to come back next year and the year after and the year after. If you come in hot and heavy in, in January here in February and win 50 packs and you're going and you have zero success or very little success and you spent more money on, on seeds and grower supplies, you could have bought a truckload of veggies. <laughs> um, it it kind of it takes the fun out of it, right? And so I want to – I really like to foster and ensure people are, are – having fun getting the success and then they could be lifelong gardeners rather than a one time and uh in and out and we never see them again and they're off to wherever they're making beer or something else right yeah um yeah definitely start small yeah and pick two or three things that you really you know could see yourself being passionate about growing so if you're a tomato lover or pepper lover um start that yeah and uh, absolutely the list Pick a few herbs that what well, if you grow herbs in your house, if you get something growing really nice and you get some rosemary or thyme and you're watching Gordon Ramsay on the old uh on the TV cooking, you see him searing that steak and he puts that big hunk of butter in there and he grabs that rosemary or whatever he puts in there um on a steak and he's pouring the butter over it. Um, there's nothing better if you can go into your little yeah, garden and, and you cut that yourself right from your from your herb garden. Um, so grow those yep. few things that, uh, that you're going to use and, and, uh, and ensure that, uh, you have it close by. And that's the other thing is, is ensuring that what you're doing, it, it's close enough where, um, it's, it's usable. If it's, if it's so far away from the house or, or wherever certain things like herbs, I like to grow them, call them kitchen gardens. You want them closer to the barbecue or closer to the kitchen so you can use them. And I know I got to take a quick break here for the news. You're listening to <laughs> Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coons, and I'm here with Terry Kemper. And 
we were chatting about um, the different seeds and and the time of year. So January is kind of a bit. I, I like to use it as a planning time, Terry. Um, it's looking outside, planning out your spaces. Yeah, and, absolutely. And 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 don't do a lot yet. Like it's kind of you head to all the new seeds have just arrived in the garden centers. So then take go down and have a look. I just had a thought. I'm gonna and I'm gonna talk to a couple of the seed guys and and see about this. I, it'd be nice if it had some packs of seeds that had some smaller amounts, but maybe five varieties, like one that has a tomato, pepper, um, a few different um, varieties in one or two packs. So you can, you can buy like a, I know I've seen it in some of the herbs, they have the, like an Italian pack or something that'll have a few different things in it, but it'd be neat to, if you could get a few of the things like a, like a root package or something, I mean, it has three or four different kinds of carrots maybe some parsnips or, or something or four different kinds of lettuce. Cause I know even just doing the seeding that I did at my house and in my grow boxes, you end up buying a lot of seed and, um, and, 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 and a lot of times there's like too much seed in there, right? You're and, not and putting the whole package. Yeah. Yeah. Or you overseed it and you end up thinning it all out anyways. Right. So I do like the seed tape for that reason. But I, I I just sort of think it got to be nice if you had like a like a pack of seeds that just had um, like I said four different kinds of peppers or or a few different things in it like multi packs so um, you don't have to maybe buy and just have a lesser quantities of each seed in there. Um, so I'm not sure if that's a, a real thing or not, but it's kind of what I just sort of thinking in my head because um, you, you do end up with a lot of packs of, of seed, but I'm growing in grow boxes. So it's a little different. I only got like six feet by three feet sort of thing. I got four boxes, so I'm not growing a whole lot. So if you're growing in the ground, you'll typically um, grow a bit more, but I did seed um, my radishes three times through the season. Cause they're ones that those are great to grow for, for building confidence or to, to grow because you, you seed them within like three or four days, your, your they're radishes up, are up, up yeah. and, and you're eating radishes, radishes in like a couple weeks. And that's something that has taste so different than when you buy a radish at the store, like you buy a radish at the store. It just, uh, it feels like you're chewing on fiber sort of thing. Um, but when you eat a radish, you're like, Holy cow! These things have a lot of flavor. They're actually some. They're hot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like and and it's kind of amazing. Like there's so many tastes out there that we don't get to enjoy um, if you're not buying um, your produce at the right spot or or not growing it yourself. So, so when we head into February, Terry, um, that's where you can get a bit more into a few more of the herbs. Um, what, what are you going to start in February if you're, if you're growing some stuff? For, for February, I kind of take February and sort of, you know, think about start to pull things together for, um, having success with, if you're going to start seeds, uh, it's, it's great to sow those things, but you got to be prepared once they get going to accommodate their, them, them growing. So, uh, in February, I'd start looking at, you know, pulling together, if I'm going to go big onto, um, you know, growing, say, some tomatoes and some peppers, uh, I'm going to make sure that I've got the right stuff for them to to thrive. 
So probably yeah. look at, you know, um, starting off with, you know, getting some uh, some good quality um, seed trays with, you know, plastic domes or something to get things started. Yep. Look at the seeds, you, the things you want to grow. Start, you can buy your seeds now, still hold off from planting them. Uh, get yourself a good quality uh, seed starter mix. So don't be reusing some, you know, old soil that you've got laying around or <clears throat> something from outside. That's, you know, that's kind of paramount. If you want the success with these things, start with good quality new uh, seed starter mix. Uh, I'd also look at maybe even, um, you're going to want some lights too. Uh, If you haven't got that investment in in lights, because as soon as these things are up and um, uh, they've germinated and they're through the soil, they're going to need between 12 and 16 hours uh, of light in order for them to, to thrive. Yeah. And and to cool them off and, and and try to so if you're growing some different things, um, grow them in the more of the little six packs um, yep. instead of a whole bunch of varieties in one big tray. Like try to separate them because some of them are going to come up a lot earlier, and they're going to need to get pulled from underneath that glass dome because if you leave some of the things under there too long, they're just going to stretch on you and get all leggy. So. Um, ensuring that you do smaller batches, like you have your big seed tray, like you're saying, Terry, but yeah. have them divided into um, the little six packs. And, and then that way, when they do come up, you're able to separate them out, climatize them. Cause that's yeah. one of the biggest thing too, is um, they can get away on you real easy, right? They can get long and leggy. Oh, absolutely. And then, yeah. Yeah. You get that damping off, which we talked about last week with Terry. Um which is, uh, or not with Terry, sorry, with Sheldon, uh, with his seedling starter, it builds the outer wall of the seedlings on the stems to keep them nice and strong so they don't dampen off on you. So that is that that is things like that. Cause that's frustrating too, where you, you get everything up one day and it's all just beautiful, then, everything came yeah. up. You're like, oh yeah, look at me go. And then you go there tomorrow and you open it up and half the tray's is laying down. Yeah. And you're like, Ah, what happened? And disheartening. It just, and it's that quick with those little plants, right? They, if they get a little bit too wet, they don't get hardened off soon enough. You don't get the airflow. Like in talking with uh, John on his greenhouse, like airflow is really important. And, yeah, I was going right... to add to that list. Uh, a small fan is a good investment too to have. Just um, when you're starting seeds, that that little bit of air movement really toughens them up um, fast. Yeah, it strengthens them up as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they don't, uh, you got to stand up straight and they get the wind blowing on you. And then you're not like leaning tea, tree campground down in Montana there across That's the right. border by Bab. <laughs> <laughs> if, if anybody's ever been down there. So when you head, and I agree, like a lot of this stuff, um, and unless you have the room or you really want to grow some peppers inside or, or like your herbs and things like that, a lot of times if you're waiting until, um, the end of March, um, mid to end of March, you're going to be really good on a lot of this stuff. And then once you get into April, because our days are going to be longer, the sun's going to um, be be warmer, a lot more heat units in it. And yeah. something that would take three weeks to grow in, in January and February is going to be a week and a half once you get into March and April. So yeah. unless you, I know we used to start seeding on January 2nd, but only because we were having to grow so much stuff. We only had so many days to grow. We wouldn't be able to do it all um, if we waited um, that long. So, um, but,
But if you are growing that, like like you, you had mentioned tomatoes, so ideally, um, if you're going to have growing tomatoes, you're, you're going to go with the end of March, and that's going to give you lots of time to to get your get your tomato seeded, get it growing nice and 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 good at that point, and yeah, and be able to is grow a good, is a good marker for tomatoes. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And but I, I do like the idea you'd mentioned earlier, like a lot of the herbs and maybe some peppers. Those definitely grow them inside. Grow them in your kitchen garden. Have them your going your parsley, your basil, oregano. Um, your thyme and rosemary, all that kind of stuff, and some of the mints, um, maybe some little chives. Have those in a nice little herb garden um, in the kitchen, um, which it, and it just uh, I I find I'm cooking more like in the, in the house I'm in now because I'm closer to my yard, and I'm closer to the to the garden. Uh, I just find I you cook a lot more, and it's just it's nice adding those flavors in there. And and once you taste them, you're like, wow, that uh, that that tastes pretty good. So, anyways, we're gonna take a quick break, Terry, and when we get back. Right. We'll take some calls if you'd like to join us. Phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome, welcome back. To let's start gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I'm Terry Kemper. Hey Terry, do you see the one picture of the cherry tree that uh, he goes? It's kind of funny. This cherry tree has gone through some hard times. Will it recover, or should I cut it down and start a new one? There's two dogs playing in the backyard, so I think they've had their way with that tree. <laughs> but I I see some potential in it. I'll be honest. He's getting lots of growth on there. Um. So what I think I would do is cut that center stub out of there. Um, and I'm not, too, I don't see a name. I was, oh, oh, Leah Beth. Um, what I would do is maybe cut that center stem out of there and kind of let it grow. Um, you're kind of getting some unique growing in there. It's kind of like a standalone espalier, but you're going to get, and then we'll, it just needs some thinning out as it can regrow. Um, I would remove the soil or the grass around the trunk of it and maybe put some mulch around it. And if the dogs can maybe keep away a bit if possible, but it looks like they get the good run of the place. Um, that would be my only thing, but I, I see some potential cause you're getting some good growth on what is alive there. So I, I don't see that as a total um, cut out and replace. I think that one has some, uh, yeah, some potential. I would agree. What your I thoughts? really try it and see. See if there's a, a a hope there, a little bit of pruning and yeah, some care. You should be able to. Yeah, because look at the growth last year. It looks like yeah, almost probably 18 inches on all the stems, and some of them even more. Like there's some that just shot right up. So there's a lot of energy in that tree. So like I said, I would just take that center thing down to the just above that one branch that's going off to the left, and just do a nice clean cut there. Wait till spring though to do that wait till like early April, sort of May um, to cut that. And then I'd thin out some of those branching and uh, just kind of get a plan to which, which direction you want all that to go. But absolutely. I think we can, we can save that. So let's uh, let's work on that for sure. All right. We're going to go to the phone lines. We're going to go to Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. How are you guys? Doing great. I'm good. I have a wish list 
and I'm okay. hoping you might be able to fill some of it. I used okay. to be able to buy in the past fiddlehead fern roots. Yep. Because, and I can't find any more. You could buy them individually. They used to sell them in one of the yep. greenhouses. Yeah, no, we used to, we brought them in a few times. You know what? We struggle with bulbs. Everybody wants everything instant. Um, So when people see that, that it looks like a big, uh, looks like a oblong coconut <laughs> <laughs> With some green things popping out the top. You know, people get intimidated, but I, I don't disagree. I'd love to see um, some fiddlehead ferns bear root. So, Terry, you want to maybe see what you could do on that? Then my other wish list is I wish I could buy onions, garlic, and potatoes loose because I have a small garden. I don't like to share with the whole neighborhood, and a lot of people aren't into gardening in my area. Yeah, we do bring in some pretty small bags of those because I do agree. It's similar to what I was talking about with the seeds. You end up with too much, right? But can you not open some of your bags and sell them individually? Yeah, rather than... yeah I'll talk to them, and maybe we could do some bulk where people just buy... Like if I want um, four or five, not 20 yeah. or 30, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. Let me – I'll talk to somebody. It's just um, storing and and people – then the, the varieties get mixed up, right? You get people grab them, they mix the bags or but, mix the things from – But why don't you just open your best producers, you know them, and just yep. open one bag. Yeah, and say, each. hey, you could buy half of it or something. Or just put in an open, this is the variety, and you can buy them yeah. more. That's a thought, just a thought. Yeah. No, I, hey, you... I'm always always willing to listen, and because uh, I, I do agree, because there's nothing worse than if, and same if you're buying your, your bag, a 20-pound bag of potatoes at Costco, and you, and you get home, and you, you know you're never going to eat that bag, but you, it was so cheap, you had you bought it anyways. They go cause hard, it's... and they root. Yeah. I know that feeling. <laughs> I live by yeah, we've myself. All... And We've all done it. Why I'm asking? Yeah, uh, for me, I, don't I think enjoy... it's a bad question. Other, are, are you con gold potatoes not available in uh, you know for buying for uh, gardening? Terry, I, so I, I think you've done the potato order. I think lately, I, I believe it's there. I, I think they are, Terry. Yeah, to my knowledge, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, yeah, the gold flesh um, potatoes. I think we have two or three varieties. Uh, on order for this year, so because they don't should... offer them in the grocery stores, they're usually russet. They're usually the red or white, you know, early ones. And I never see Yukon Gold, so I was wondering if there was a problem. Okay. Um, maybe nope, just on the retail end. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's my wish list for this year. I want well, to do more. We'll see but... what we can do for you on that. Um. On the potatoes, I don't, I don't mind that idea. Like I said, I was talking about the seeds earlier, the same sort of dilemma. Um, but I, I do agree. If you get a big box of seed potatoes, like that's enough to grow. Um, yeah, and I actually have another one. Hey, Merle, how about selling seed tape by the foot? Like you know, if you had a big roll of it, you buy that's it. An awful idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea, right? Like, cause hey, I only need two feet or, or ten feet. Um, so. I'll talk to some of because our seed I agree suppliers. With As a senior and living by yourself and still want to be active and enjoy gardening, I find it really hard to do it with the packaging and everything. Yeah, I, just... I don't disagree. And that, like I said, I was talking about even just myself, like growing in the boxes, um, you end up either overseeding 
and you thin everything out or yeah or yeah it, it it is tough or you end up with a bunch of seeds you have them for 10 years right you gotta store them <laughs> and certain thing things like potatoes so you seed. can't yeah and the seed potatoes you can't store um more than that season right mm -hmm. you gotta mm -hmm. so and in the Yukon gold is what you're saying you're having a hard time finding in the grocery store. Yeah, so I'd like to grow some of my own to see. I have a friend that swears that's the only potato she really, really enjoys. And I'm going, well, I've been looking, cannot find. I'm going, what's up? Where does she even get them from? Because I have not been able to find them. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I... Uh... I haven't really paid that much attention. I'll be honest. Yeah, usually you see me see russets or your baked potatoes mm -hmm. or whatever, and then you you grab. But I haven't. Um, I Even really the haven't. Shows endorse Yukon Gold, and I'm going. Well, that's good to endorse it, but if you can't get it, what's? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, if anybody knows or is in the grocery business and knows anything about potatoes or what's available or why they're not. Um, give us a call or send me a text. Maybe they don't grow well here. I don't know. It's uh... no, they do. They do good. They do well because we've been selling them for years. Hmm. Um, four zero three nine seven four eight two five five, and uh, we will um, find out on what's going on with the old Yukon Gold. Hmm. All right. Thank you, Merle and Terry, and have a great day. It's nice to have warm weather, and look forward to the growing season. Absolutely. Thank you so much for calling, Barbara. Take care. Bye. Bye -bye. Um, and uh, so so I think they're feeling I think a few people so I think it is a real thing right and especially as people grow into smaller spaces Terry we encourage container growing we encourage a lot of this type of growing but yeah then we give you a, a 10 pound bag of potatoes to go home and grow um, it, it does make it a little bit tougher eh it does, but I, I do know that our um, our um, one of our prime potato suppliers, Van Nort, um, they do package a lot of their potatoes in um, smaller bags. So in that one yeah. pound, five hundred gram, where you get yeah. like six or seven tubers in there. So yeah, okay, yeah. So and we I got did, to I did uh... confirm we do have Yukon Gold uh, on the order, so yeah, we will have them okay. starting in March. Is usually when those come in about mid March. All right. Well, Barbara, come in, and we'll we'll see about splitting a bag up with you. Terry and I will split a bag with you, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and go from there. So, um, yeah. And I know some of the garden centers um, have have bushel baskets of the bulk potatoes, onions, and garlic. And uh, some of the same like holes um, used to have that. But I just find it it is tougher. Um, it, it, especially if you have four or five varieties with them getting mixed up and then all of a sudden we we uh we see that in the spring and people um well this isn't what i what i bought <laughs> then well, exactly. we're responsible yeah, like for bulbs. it when you sell tulip bulbs in bulk um and you know people are you know intermixing them between the bins uh, what you think you're taking home is red tulips come up in the spring and they're white so <laughs> No, no, absolutely. So that it's that's it gets uh, a little tricky. No, and those are all the things that we're we're trying to to figure out, um, and and make sure that we can be consistent. And you also got different potato blights and things like that, and the packaging. So there's all kinds of different things that um, come into play. And so it's good to know that we do have the Yukon Gold, and we've had them last year, and 
I, I think you'll probably see them at probably most garden centers because it is a, a fairly um, popular, um, if you're going to name, if the common person is going to name a potato, I think probably Yukon Gold would probably be one of the ones that would come to your mind or or uh, the Russet or Kennebec or something like that. There's four or five varieties that would uh, come to your to your mind and that you would uh, say, hey, that's what I'm looking for. All right, we're going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join us after the break, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I can't believe an hour and a half already went by, Terry. We're yeah, already into the... Yeah, no, uh, getting a few more people participating as we get into yeah this time of year, which is kind of nice. And, uh, yeah, we just... Uh, I know we're we're looking at uh, we're talking about seeding. Um, it's good to see we have all of the seed supplies in the seed soil, um, the trays, the lights, um, and you had touched on that earlier. And when you are getting a grow light, um, you want to ensure that you're getting the full spectrum bulbs, so that way you're getting the best light that is simulating the sun and the full spectrum and the ones that we we carry in the store are are definitely the some of the highest rated on the market so same thing they're probably um they're probably a little pricier than some of the this a regular light bulb that you're seeing but they are the full spectrum and most of them are led now so you're going to get i think most of them say like twenty thousand hours or something so you get a lot of you get a lot of light coming out of those for a lot of years um, as long as you look after them and yeah, and, absolutely, uh, it is it is an investment, but it's that initial investment, and then you've got it for for years to come. Uh, and lighting is a good, I mean, it's a good birthday Christmas, you know, idea as well. You know, somebody that maybe is a little hard to buy for, or maybe doesn't know quite what they want for for those occasions. Um, uh, once you hit over forty, Terry, I I agree. Like when you say that, it makes me smile. Like you think, like it's nice to get that 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 uh, green sweater that just uh, makes your eyes look horrible and that you're that everyone thinks that you love green sweaters and, <laughs> and sorry that was a bit of a shot at my wife she thinks I like green sweaters <laughs> uh, just kidding just kidding honey and uh, <laughs> love that sweater but to get a <laughs> a grow bulb or something else would be um It'd be great, like under the Christmas tree or Yeah, and it's not the kind of thing that you're probably going to run out, you know, um, this afternoon and, you know, maybe buy for yourself. Uh, it's it's maybe a want, but it's, uh, I mean, they're definitely um, a tool yeah. needed to grow seeds inside yeah. successfully. Yeah, create a little gift bag, right? Like you could put, put a bulb in there, a little uh, a tray or even buy the tray with the glass with the with the plastic dome and maybe fill it with a few seeds. Uh, yeah, and if you aren't light. growing, yeah, if, yeah. Aren't, if you don't have a large garden uh, and you're just growing a few plants, you don't need um, huge huge dollars. Spend huge huge dollars on lighting. You know, it no. can be a pretty minimal investment. Um, so just 
because once they're up in that and going pretty good, you can typically reduce the light and use the light more where you need it um, uh, with your newer plants and things that you're going. And, uh, and our days, and it, it is amazing how, how fast the days are changing and, and the longer the light and, uh, and, and how it goes through the, through just like the show goes by so quick. Um, January flew by. And then now all of a sudden it's, we're going to be into February next week on Thursday already. So it, it, it is the days are going to be getting longer and, and the seeds and things like that. Um, you're not going to need quite as much light on there. But but get yourself a good quality light. And they come in, a lot of the ones can, they just, most of them plug in. I know we have a lot of the bulbs that can just go in a regular socket as well. So if you just have a, a reading light or a, a lamp that you use, yeah, you can use too. that as well. Yeah. And and if you have it as your reading light, it's actually really good for you as well because you get that full spectrum light. It it's great for people in the in the off season as well. It kind of gives you that uh, can get rid of the sads and and any of that kind of thing. It definitely helps with that um, to to ensure that you're getting the right light that you need as well. So. If we're heading into February, and I'm kind of just looking at some of the lists out there, some of the perennials are on there. I know some people maybe want to grow some rutabecchia, some gazinia, um, and some of the some of the herbs that take a little bit longer, like the parsley, things like that. Um, you, you probably want to maybe start them in 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 mid February to the end of February, but um, any any other also, you look at it getting your bulbs ready, um, your spring bulbs like your dahlias and your things like that. You want to get them up. Gladiolas, you want to get them up in uh, beginning of March. So, this, like you said, you like you said earlier, Terry, you're doing a lot of gathering during February. Yeah, February is a good sort of planning month and getting it all uh, together so that once you know the beginning of March starts, you're you're ready to go. So you've started those, you know, pepper tomato seedlings and they're up and they've got their first few sets of true leaves and you're starting to transplant them. Um, you're giving them the, the, the proper space and the proper amount of light because uh, they can quickly get away from you. You know, you sow tomatoes are um, a really good example. I mean, they're fast to germinate. Most germinate within, you know, seven to ten days and they grow, they grow quick. There's a reason you don't start them until the beginning of April because... Before you know it, you know, they're two, three, four, six, eight inches tall. And if you've started them and you've got, you know, two dozen tomatoes uh, on your kitchen table, you're going to get you're going to get tired of those things really fast if you don't have the right space. So um, invest in, you know, even a good uh, just a temporary shelving unit uh, works works well for that. With a yeah, I had my tomatoes. It. I had my tomatoes in my one of my raised beds and i'm i'm gonna put them in individual pots this year i had too those, many uh, uh, bigger tomato or were they the cherry tomato yeah they were the bigger and the cherry and i they was did, they did well yeah in the uh, yeah yeah they they did well in the trough but just too many um they do much nicer if they're in their own individual big pot or two per like a 20 inch pot one of those big plastic ones for outside right um i find they do better you can plant them deeper and they get a lot sturdier. Mine were kind of flimsy a bit because my my raised bed's only about eight to ten inches deep. Um, so a lot of times I like to grow my tomato to 
like 10 to 18 inches and then bury half of it down nice and deep and then it thickens up really good at that point and i i and i was guilty i like brought home too many because like i said i did mine at the kind of at the end of the season i kind of grabbed a tray of this a tray of that and and kind of some stuff that wasn't looking that great because i always like to it's amazing how if you have a tomato or a plant um, I had some of those little watermelons, like the baby watermelons, that oh, the yeah. miniature ones. And the plant looked like, I think it was in our disposal area <laughs> to get rid of it. So I'm walking by. I've been looking for those. I didn't, we didn't have any left. So I grabbed, but it's amazing how a plant, a lot of times you just replant it. And if it's just given a bit of soil. Um, so when we, when we get a lot of people saying, hey, my plant isn't doing well, it's probably been root bound. It probably hasn't been fed for a long time. So getting in, just into soil is a big thing for, for most plants, getting that nourishment into the root system, reviving the root system and, uh, and giving it a chance to grow. So, uh, all of a sudden I had, uh, those little watermelons growing like crazy and a few other things, but I was guilty. I put too many tomatoes in one pot. I think I had like eight in an area. Probably should have had two. So um, guilty, guilty, guilty. All right. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255. And that is the talk and text line you're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Uh, if you'd like to join us, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. We do have Kathy on the line. Good morning, Kathy. Oh, hi. Good morning, Merle. So two years ago, I bought my mom, I think it was a little quick fire hydrangea. Okay. It's in the small pot, like the gallon or whatever it is. Yeah. And it had blooms on it, and it was fine, and it did. it wintered. And then last year... Like, she treats it just like a baby, like waters it from the house and warm water yeah. and, and fertilized it too much, I think, because she didn't get one bloom off of it. Like, lots of lush green leaves, but no no blossoms. Um, where is it planted? Does it get lots of light? Yeah, south-facing. Okay. Because yeah. that's typically what I'll see with the hydrangeas. A lot of times they get planted in the wrong spot. Mm -hmm. um, Terry, what are your thoughts on... Uh, on the, on the little little quick fire. Yeah, and how long ago was this, Kathy? How long has it been in the ground? Well, it's been in the ground for two summers. So the first summer when I bought it, it had blossoms, and then and then last year it didn't have one. But okay. I read somewhere once that if you fertilize them too much, they don't like that, and I know she she gave it a lot of 20-20-20. Right. So I, I'm actually never too hard on, uh, you know, uh, shrub within the first couple of years because there's mm -hmm. so much going on. Um, in the soil that you don't see. So it's kind of reestablishing itself. Uh, it probably spent last summer um, putting out a decent root system. So all okay. that fertilizer w would have helped, but mm -hmm. just watch it this year. And yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, they're pretty tough. You don't need to kill them with kindness. Um, yeah, they're they're so hardy already. for us. So just, mm -hmm. and just watch too that, you know, if she's using, um, you know, water from the house used outside, just concerns me a little bit if you've got a, you know, water softener. Um, I don't wanna... think she does. I think she just wanted. Okay. Yeah. So you're good there. So yeah, I think mm -hmm. it's probably just uh, there's lots going on that you're just not seeing. And um, the year that you get, you know, that shrub, it's kind of 
you're getting it and it's bloomed and it's been, you know, it's sort of been groomed to, to look its best um, right. and, and be bench ready. But so many of those plants, I mean, they're going through the, the toughest time of their life, right? Because they're sort of right. dug, dug right. out of a field, put in a pot, you know, transported to us. We wrestle them mm-hmm. around. You take them home, plant them. So mm-hmm. um, it's probably not had the, the, the best um, year of its life by the time it gets right. you know, into right. your garden. So it needs that couple of years yeah. just to reestablish itself. But it should so, be just so, fine. It's a super tough so, plant. So what do you recommend? Like how should she fertilize it? So a little quick fire. So I would probably start fertilizing it um, about the you know beginning, middle of May. And I'd okay. probably use a higher middle number fertilizer, something like 15, 30, 15. Okay. And I would probably do that every couple of weeks because we have, you know, um, May, June, and July. Uh, really is our, our prime time for fertilizing. Uh, you want to make sure that you stop fertilizing towards the end of July, beginning of August, so that, okay. that that plant can sort of shut down for the winter. So, all right. Well, all right. We'll we'll see what we'll see if it survives the minus forty, and we'll give it another go. It, yeah, it should they, be just fine. You should be fine because they're like Terry's saying they're zone hardy, and a lot of times if you create too good of a spot for it, sometimes the like the blooms are also come from a little bit of stress too. Like, um, oh, okay. so if it just has everything perfect and it's getting lots of like a bit too much nitrogen, like the twenty 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 is great, but if you're giving it too much, it's getting lots of nitrogen, so it's just pushing the foliage and not oh, so much the blooms. It was it was yeah. with leaves. So it sounds like yeah. there's maybe just a lot of nitrogen in the soil, and probably mm-hmm. it's been amended, so it's probably just beautiful soil. Um, so I would assume that's maybe just a bit too much nitrogen. So like Terry says, switch to get a little bit more phosphate in there, and you should be good to All go. Right. All right. All well, right. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Yeah. All right. All right. Have a good Take day. care. You too. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to hit the phone line again. I think we have Keith on the line. Um, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Terry Kemper. And we're going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Keith. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. First off, I use your fertilizer for the lawn. Yeah. Like you say, I probably got the greenest lawn on the block. Well, I'm glad because I put that on the bag, so I hope you do. <laughs> well, I'm just counting on it, and I use yeah. plus. Oh, nice. But yeah, both great products. I can't grow cucumbers anymore. How come? Well, I gotta. I grow most things. For whatever reason, they won't grow in the greenhouse and they won't grow outside this last two years. Are you changing your soil? I amend my soil every year. Okay. On some I of add- that stuff, it might even be worthwhile that maybe change it completely, like or go a little deeper, because um, cucumbers should be something um, that grow unless there's some sort of virus like do they just start and they just die off or what do they do uh, they, they start yeah and basically die off yeah so i think it sounds like you have a blight in the soil either that or i try to get see the unfortunate thing is we we can't sell like we have some copper sprays and stuff like that but we can't sell any fungicides anymore um you yeah, could try like pure spray green but... yeah we used to sell like benamol and some of the other fungicides that you could use so what I would recommend, Keith, is that you change the soil completely and maybe okay, sterilize yeah. everything. It sounds like you have a blight in there. 
Because if it gets going and just rots off, it, it just sounds like you have a blight well, that's stalls. in the soil. It's still alive, it just stalls. Yeah, yeah, that's, it sounds so like a blight. A is it a myth to grow them in a hill or just not a hill? Um, yeah, it doesn't hurt to have them raised up a bit because they don't, they don't like to be wet. They like it um, a bit dry, yeah. warm, um, <laughs> so, and, and good, good, nice, loose soil. They really love that. Uh, yeah, that's um, what I do. But yeah, so I but I would definitely recommend is is empty all the soil out of your bins or whatever okay. you're growing in and uh, sterilize it. Give them a good either spray them with bleach or something, and let them dry out really good, nice and nice and good, and just start fresh with some nice new soil. What? Spray the, the the soil with bleach. No, the after you take it out, spray the boxes or whatever oh, you're boxes. growing in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think Just that's going to gonna happen. But anyway, pollination. Uh, I, I pollinate my own squash. I grow about three different kinds plus yeah. I'm out every morning okay. pollinating with a Q-tip. And the squash will start and it looks like it's coming and it dies. Then it dies. Yeah. I, uh, I would... Yeah, again, I'm just thinking it sounds like you have a bit of a fungus in there. Uh, yeah, okay. Um so I would definitely Terry any thoughts um, just watch with the squash too like most of them um, will have um, sort of male and female flowers yeah that, that's what I do I pollinate them from the male to yeah. the female okay so and um, they seem to take and then they die no not all of them but my quota's way down over the years yeah because it so, sounds so like you're getting rotting off like there's yeah there's definitely a fungus in there okay um and unless you can like go to maybe like professional gardener, see if they can maybe, but you need typically a pesticide license or yeah. something to be able to buy yeah. something. Okay, we, and we can't sell any of the, yeah, unless you're traveling down to the states or something. But we we just can't sell any of the fungicides anymore. No, I probably um, So I would just start with fresh soil if you haven't changed it, if you've only amended it, because um, a lot of times those spores are living in there and they're just going to keep okay. growing in there in a bad way as well. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Just, I'll do that. Yep, so give it a good cleanup. Okay. And this is a great time of year to do it. This warm week coming up, empty all the soil out. Um, do that, spray everything down with, with uh, bleach and let it dry and uh, start fresh. And then get yourself some good soil and away okay. you go. So the last thing is I have a request. If I have a patch of fiddleheads. Okay. And the lady who was calling for fiddleheads sounds like she has a small garden. Yep. If she wants to call here, if you give me my number offline, then I can work it out and pick her up some, you know, dig some up and if she's passing yeah. through or I'm going down to Calgary. Yeah, no, we can uh, definitely see what we can work out for you. Can you just text me your contact? I'll get my wife to do that, yeah. Yeah, so just text it to the same yeah. number and we'll get it and then we'll, if... Who's yeah. ever, I can't remember, I think it was another Kathy earlier that was talking about that, oh, looking yeah. for fiddleheads, and, uh, yeah, and let us that. know, and we'll see if we can uh, connect a couple of fiddlehead growers and get some fiddleheads to you. Yeah. I brought a box back. I was down home picking 25 years ago or more, and I said, I'd like to grow these, so I filled a box up, and them days you could throw whatever on Air Canada, and yeah. put them in. Initially, I watered them. I never touched them since, and they, they actually spread everywhere. So I'll give it lots of way to fellow Maritimers, or I even give them to Albertans. <laughs> That's <laughs> awfully nice of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, fun and games. Okay, well, thank you very much. I'll 
Did you sell tomato fertilizer, right? Like, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, we have the Evolve, um, it and it has the it has the calcium supplement in it as well to help with uh, that blossom end rot. Okay, perfect. Okay. Alrighty. Thank you. Thanks, Keith. Bye. Take care. And uh, we'll hopefully get his contact and uh, and the other gal that was looking for some fiddleheads. We can uh, see what uh, hopefully hooked them up somehow. Um, so, Terry, I guess I just had one quick question here. It says, when's the best time to plant um, Brussels sprouts? So I just responded back. So do you want to go in the, the last week in March, or the 21st or the 28th is kind of when you want to seed those if you want to start them inside? And then, uh, and then you can plant them out when there's there's some that can go out first of May, typically early May. They're yeah. they're pretty tough. Take some cold for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, um, thanks again, Terry. I know we didn't get to some of the stuff that we wanted to. We got callers today, which was nice. A few texts. Yeah, but, great. Uh, and I, I think Conrad from our landscape department is going to join us next week. We're going to talk about planning your landscape. So get your questions ready. Um, for next week, um, Conrad is going to join us. He is a graduate from Guelph University, um, landscape design department, and uh, great guy. knows lots of stuff, so he's going to help us out with some landscaping questions next week. Until um, then, thanks, Terry. We'll chat right. with you soon. And you've been listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. <laughs>